It's March 28th and time for Social in 6. In the same fortnight that we launched the Social Minds Hub publicly, there were lots of social updates to report on. We'll be sharing the six biggest stories today, including Instagram's chronological feed, new YouTube live features and TikTok stories. And if you enjoyed this episode, please let us know by leaving a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. As Cal just said, last week we did launch the Social Minds Hub publicly. Now, I know many of you have been members since our beta program, but we are pleased to announce we've been making lots of improvements to the platform behind the scenes, and it is now available for everyone, and it's still completely free to use. Now, for those of you who don't know, the Social Minds Hub is a resource for brands, marketers, social media professionals, and everyone in between who stands to gain from understanding what social media updates mean for your brand strategy. Now, we've built the tool that I wish I'd had as a social media manager, and that's why every update is kept brief, written in plain English and leaves absolutely no room for speculation. As you know, there are tons of social media updates and social news headlines every single day. And what we do with the Hub is report only on the ones that will affect your brand strategy and then translate them into actionable advice. On the Hub, you can filter by urgency, category and platform to make sure you only see updates that are relevant to you. And you can opt in to get updates delivered daily either via email or telegram. As Eve said, it's completely free to register and I urge you to go and do that by visiting www.socialmindshub.com. Now, without further ado, let's get started. People don't go to Twitter to shop. So even if there's a shopping feature, it's like, eh, I don't know, e-commerce on Twitter. I've never actually seen it work. First up today, Twitter Shops has entered live testing in the US. Twitter Shops means users can shop and purchase items from your Twitter profile. All they'll have to do is click the View Shop button and choose from up to 50 showcased products. If they click on a product listing, that'll redirect them to an in-app browser with details and a checkout page via the business's website. Twitter has said it'll expand shops to more merchants and countries soon. It'll be increasing how many products you can showcase over time, and it'll also be working to make shops discoverable. So expect placements in Twitter's homepage and the Explore tab. Right now, the feature is free to use and only available to select US-based merchants, but all shoppers on iOS in the US can browse and shop through Twitter right now. Twitter's got its eye firmly set on social commerce and Shops is the latest addition to Twitter's family of commerce products that already include the Shop Module, Live Shopping and the Shopping Manager. Whereas the Shop Module allows merchants to showcase a maximum of five products on their profile, Twitter's Shops provides businesses with a larger immersive space to highlight a broad range of products. Brands should look to focus on curating an audience-specific product catalogue in Twitter shops. Strike up the conversation to get people talking, join in with the conversation, and then provide a point of action where a conversation becomes a purchase. This new update allows you to control the user journey from the very beginning all the way through to purchase. Next up, Pinterest unveiled new shopping features to streamline product surfing. At Pinterest's recent Pinterest Presents Summit, the company announced several new shopping features. They are Your Shop, which is an in-app curated shopping page for brands and products, an in-app checkout page for Shopify merchants, an improved shopping API for simpler connection to your product catalogue, and in-depth data and filters for Pinterest Trends tool, which has been made available in the UK, the US and Canada. 
Two more features include merchant details, which lets businesses display profile badges to highlight brand values and communities you represent. And finally, sponsored idea pins, which is Pinterest Stories feature. Now, it's important to note that your shop and the in-app checkout are currently in beta in the US, but will roll out across more countries this year. And speaking of idea pins, you can also now share these to stories on other platforms, including Facebook and Instagram. Yeah, some more shopping updates, and this time it's Pinterest. So Pinterest is an interesting one. It's a place users go for inspiration, and they often already have purchase intent top of mind. Think about how this update changes the game for Pinterest. A personalised shopping feed and an in-app checkout page mean pinners get inspired, browse products tailor-made for them, and make a purchase, all without leaving the app. It's the holy grail for any app. From a brand point of view, the improved shopping API means merchants sync their product catalogue with what they're showcasing on Pinterest. For example, the API ensures product pins reflect updates in real time, such as sold out products, so no more headaches with stock shortages. The long-awaited sponsored idea pins are here and they'll allow brands to reach wider audiences and highlight key paid partnerships with platform creators. If you're a homeware brand, partner with an interior designer and promote the pin, adding authenticity to your brand as well as bringing on new audiences who are likely to be engaged with the interior designer influencer. You should be able to shape Instagram into the experience that you want. You know what's best for you. And to that end, today we're launching two new feeds on Instagram. One's called following and the other's called favorites. Next up, Instagram has given users back the chronological feed. Yes, the rumors are true, but Instagram is willing to bet people won't care as much about this as they've made out. After a few months in testing, Instagram users can now choose from two new Instagram feed display options, favorites and following. This is in addition to the current algorithmic feed, which will stay the default option for everyone. Now, following lets users view the latest posts from accounts they follow in the order that they were posted, and favorites displays posts from their favorite accounts, starting with the most recent, and users can also choose up to 50 accounts to add to their favorites list. To sort their feed and how they like it, users will actually have to actively switch every time they log in. And because chronological feeds are all the rage again, Twitter has also added the ability to pin a chronological feed to your timeline, making it easier to view an algorithm-free feed by simply swiping between the home feed and the latest feed. Well, it's finally back, but it's not quite back with a vengeance. Instagram's heard its users and given them the option for the chronological feed, although the algorithmic feed remains a default since 2016. Here, Instagram's relying on its familiarity to keep users from switching to a chronological feed every time they use the app. Instagram says it's important for users to have control over the content they see, and this update's a welcome one for many users who clamoured for the chronological feed's return. But it does seem a little clunky. With this being said, brands should still continue to optimise Instagram content for recommendation-based algorithms. Chronological feeds have been introduced to make it easier for users to catch up with friends and family rather than engaging with brands. However, keep an eye on your engagement and see if there's a dip after new updates have been rolled out. If you see a dip, then prioritise stories and reels, as this is where engagement will see a boost if your audience favours chronological feed. Mate, I've been sat there for about half an hour trying to get you to add me. Oh really? I didn't even, I was just playing away. You, you were know just I mean? like... Now, YouTube Live has added new collaborative features complete with pre and mid rolls. Yes, YouTube is testing Go Live Together, and as you can guess from the name, it means mobile lives now support collaborative streaming, letting hosts invite guests via a link before going live. But they are just that, they are guests, not co-hosts. Guest channel and user info will be hidden during the live stream, and guests can't see video analytics after the live stream has ended. The good news for brands, pre- and mid-roll ads are supported in Go Live Together, 
And the good news for hosts, they'll receive all the revenue from their live stream. As well as this, YouTube is developing cross-channel live redirects, where creators with over a thousand subscribers and no community guideline strikes can redirect viewers to other creators' live streams or premieres. Live streams will also support Q&A sessions, and the platform is working on a full screen mode for live streams accessed on mobile. Yeah, maybe slightly late to the live video peak from lockdown, but nonetheless, YouTube's pushing live video collaboration with the announcement of Go Live Together. Instagram, Facebook, Twitch and TikTok all jumped on the collaborative live stream bandwagon and now YouTube creators won't leave the platform to host live videos with a guest. They can do this where their most engaged community already lives. Big bonus for brands, creators can direct viewers within one live stream to a live stream happening on their own channel. So if you're partnering with an influencer, they can directly push that audience over to your brand live stream in a collaborative promotion on YouTube. Considering the size of some influencer audiences on the platform, this is a massive feature for growth and awareness. As ever, Q&A features always help foster community and help fans feel closer to their favourite brands and creators. Make sure your Q&A is authentic and doesn't feel like it's a social media manager hidden behind a laptop answering questions on the creator's behalf. There's nothing worse than a PR-gated appearance. All right, Twitch, it's Friday, which means it's time for my award-winning segment, Thank Gif It's Friday. Now for a small update, but a fun one, iOS users can now create GIFs straight from Twitter's in-app camera. If you're on iPhone, just click the camera button in the Tweet Composer, choose GIF, record your GIF, and then share it. Your GIFs will save automatically to your camera roll, but there's no way to save these GIFs after they've already been posted, the same as all other GIFs on Twitter. Twitter hasn't confirmed when this will roll out to Android, but it is expected soon. I love this update because, quite simply, I love GIFs in general. They're such a useful way to share short clips to your timeline without having to upload full video. And more than that, they're just so memeable. We've all been there when we're looking for the perfect GIF in reaction to a viral post that perfectly sums up how we're feeling. Creating your own customised GIFs adds a unique touch to your Twitter presence, especially when you want to convey a specific reaction, but nothing in Twitter's GIF library hits the mark. Brands can get really creative with these, especially if you have an iconic brand mascot or face of the brand. If I'm Aldi, I'm instantly creating ones of Cuthbert the Caterpillar to post in response to customer inquiries. Alternatively, with Christmas sort of around the corner, use snippets of famous promotional videos such as Christmas ads or other brand assets to create branded gifts to extend the ad budget a little bit further. Another one. Another one. Another one. Another one. And finally, TikTok's begun rolling out its Stories feature. That's right. After testing TikTok stories since August last year, TikTok is gradually rolling out its answer to ephemeral content. Stories benefit from all the same editing features and creative tools that regular TikToks do, but they're marked by a special badge in the For You feed and they'll be gone after 24 hours. As well as that, instead of sitting on people's profiles alongside their other videos, stories are viewable by clicking someone's profile picture. A blue ring will show around it when there are stories to see. Now don't worry if you don't have this feature yet. As I said, this rollout is a gradual one, but it will reach everyone soon. Yeah, more platforms for social media managers to consider now with the addition of TikTok stories, which offer a new creative format for brands and creators to engage with their TikTok community. For users, this one won't be much of an adjustment in terms of UX, as thanks to Snapchat, ephemeral content has been a constant on social since 2013. In a similar way that IG stories are a little more raw than feed posts, brands should use TikTok stories to share off-the-cuff, unpolished moments such as snippets from day-to-day life or behind the scenes of a new product launch. I always find stories from shoots where influencers say, you know, I shouldn't really be showing you this, but they go down really well. 
Brands can expect stories to get ad integration too, so it's an opportunity for advertisers to reach audiences using a new format that keeps users scrolling through content for longer. Well, there's one update that I think we have to talk about today. Um, Considering there's been so many big stories over the last two weeks, this one seems to have taken the cake, and that is Instagram's chronological feed coming back. And after a few years of influencers and creators and users alike all complaining that they missed the chronological timeline and wanted it back, Instagram's now saying it doesn't think that most people will use it. What do we think about that? Do we agree? Yeah, look, it's nice. I just think it's a little bit like someone giving you some chocolate, but it's half eaten. Like it could be so much nicer the way they've done it. So the way they've the way they've done it, they, they have given us what people or say us. I, I was the one clamouring for it. Yeah, the, the people. people given us what we wanted, but they've kind of gone. We yeah, we don't think you want that anymore. So we'll just stick it in the top corner, make you decide who you're friends with. And then you can see 50 people in chronological order, but the rest we're going to serve you as we're serving you now because yeah. we think... Well, they brought out the uh, algorithmic feed to increase engagement because their argument at the time was that under chronological, most people were missing about 70% of their feed mm. um, because they just simply weren't spending enough time on the app to scroll through everything. Mm. Um, and even now when you see the you're all caught up thing, I think p- people are posting a lot less than they used to, especially yeah. on feed. So there is just less to go through. So that won't be as much of a thing anymore. But also, it's betting that people will realize that fact when they start using it in chronological and they'll actually prefer the algorithmic feed um, because yeah. it will be showing them more of what they actually care about. Yeah, you're right. Um, and, you know, for now, the option's just there to appease people. But, you know, as we've said, if you do notice a dip in engagement, start posting on reels, start posting on stories to compensate for that. I think reels and stories being such a focus for Instagram at the moment is the only reason that they're okay with making this change now. So it's sort of, yeah, a bit of an empty update to appease the users who wanted it, Mm. but they know it's not going to impact engagement because most of that engagement isn't actually happening on the feed now. It's all happening in reels and stories, um, which is their main focus. Yeah, we mentioned a while back, a couple of months ago now, about the rise of the photo dump. Mm. And that fits exactly what you just said there in terms of, you know, the photo dumps, what a carousel of kind of seven, eight images. That would have been seven or eight single posts. But I think people got Mm -hmm. to a stage where, you know, the post was just getting missed completely. Mm. So they decided to go heavy in one big carousel and just kind of put everything out there. So be interesting to see if uh, yeah, posting rates pick up. Uh, I'm not too sure, but we know the the chronological feeds have kind of been brought in more for friends and family, like you say, just to keep up to date with people. It kind of takes me back to kind of Facebook and how that's used just for friends and family. You know, brands are rarely in that. So yeah. Um, yeah, we'll keep an eye on that one. And yeah, let us know if if you do see any uh, any dips in your engagement. We'll be keeping an eye on it. But yeah, I think reels and reels and stories are the, the place to go if, if you are. Yeah, it's interesting that you brought up the Instagram photo dumps there as well, because that's just a reminder of the fact that Gen Z just doesn't care about polished content, creating things anymore. And we're seeing that a lot on TikTok, ah. um, which has obviously brought out stories. Now, I know like the sort of stories thing is like that's for your like more raw, unpolished content. But what I'm curious about this update is that TikToks are already pretty raw and unpolished. Mm. That's kind of like their charm, especially amongst Gen Z. Like that's like what makes them all so charming. It's very sort of stripped back. Um, you know, you just come as you are kind of thing. So I am actually interested to see how content will differentiate on stories between regular videos without the only defining factor really being how long it stays available for. But it could be a really nice update, obviously, for the creators on the platform, which TikTok's investing heavily in, because people obviously follow creators because, you know, they look up to them, etc. 
um, it's nice to see that sort of personal side to them. Um, and you can do like follow along with, to your day, like get ready with them, yeah. see a little bit more of their life. Um, I think for the creator side of things, that's going to be really beneficial. Could they do, you know, obviously like the, the feed post of how it could almost be like how I made the TikTok that's on my page sort of thing. Like yeah. how If it's like a set or something like or yeah. green screen, how they set it all up, stuff like that. Stuff like that behind the scenes is always beneficial. Mm. Um, just to go back to a point that you mentioned there about the differentiation between obviously feed and stories in TikTok. I'm interested in the differentiation between Instagram stories and TikTok stories. So... How do we see this one panning out? I don't think there will be much difference. And I think TikTok's done that on purpose. And I say more power to them. Seriously, yeah. because Instagram has been ripping off well, um, yeah. all of TikTok's features. But, you know, it is one of those things where we can say like, oh, so-and-so's pinching so-and-so's toys, whatever. But it is just more about all the platforms, you know, what's the word? Homogenization. Yeah, that's the a lovely big word Snapchat we're going for. Snapchat to Insta stories, to TikTok stories, exactly. to YouTube stories. We're just, yeah. uh, we're just used to the same features on all the platforms, I think. All of them are just meeting user expectations. And you'll reach a point where the apps will have nothing left to compete on except for the quality of their audience. You know, how much they're listening to their audience, their creator communities, um, which is really the stuff that matters, not just like what feature they have. Yeah, absolutely. When we reach that point, I don't know, but let's keep an eye on it. And yeah, let's see how stories get rolled out and how they're uh, how they're received by the TikTok community. 